0: Okay, let's get this started. Hello everyone, this is Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with the dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank you everyone for joining us. How are you doing, Marina?
1: I'm great. I'm trying not to laugh.
0: <laughs> is there something you'd like to share with the rest of the class? Not at all. Okay. So today I thought we would do something, you now for something completely different. Um, we would do rapid fire questions.
1: I'm not privy to these questions.
0: And yeah, Marina has no knowledge of these other than this is the format. And by rapid fire, I don't mean What's your favorite color, where to go to school, why are you wearing a big coat, do your friends have a big coat. I don't mean I'm asking questions <laughs> faster than she can answer them. I'm meaning I'm asking questions. She gives an answer. We move on to the next one. Okay. Okay. Um, give you some insight into
1: am i graded
0: um you know what let's have let's have our listeners oh god write in or call (laughs) you can call or text and grade marina on her answers no but seriously folks uh give us give us your your thoughts on you know what your answers are on these on these questions and also what you think of marina's answers because if you think she's full of it we want to know
1: Not you, Jeremy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, everyone except Jeremy, and we know which Jeremy it is. Okay, so first is an easy one, and by that I mean it starts with the word easy. Oh. So what are the easiest breeds?
1: Black Lab, King Charles Cavalier, you would say English Toy Spaniel, but I don't agree.
0: Ah, okay. Interesting. I had three more unusual breeds. That you did not name. I listed a collie. Oh, yeah, collies. Worked with one collie. He was so easy. He's like the easiest easiest herding dog ever. Um, a Bernese mountain dog. Something unusual, but still every Bernese I've met, it's like just this big t- teddy bear. Super cuddly. Right. They all have the exact same markings, as far as I'm concerned, They it's look true. identical. And they're all big and handsome and, and lovable and easy. And I then- think there
1: are some people ha- that have difficulty controlling them st- because of their size and how long you need to wait before you neuter them
0: okay all right could be fair enough and then my last one is a pug it's an easy dog to have that's true because of the way their physiology is it's not like they can bite anything (laughs) and hurt anything and they're really I've never met an aggressive pug and right and they're really not smart enough to get (laughs) into too much trouble and i mean they do they do have some health issues but they're just, they're clowny. They're so funny. You've
1: always said English Toy Spaniel, though. <sighs> but, You've always, anyone can own an English Toy Spaniel.
0: But they're so hard to find. That's true. So, I'm not going to include that one. Yeah, they, I just y-
1: always say, there's nothing wrong with a black lab. You don't need to be special.
0: And, and you and I always differ on this. I think the yellow labs are easier. I think black labs tend to have a little bit more drive and are a little bit smarter I don't agree. And I think that involves a little bit more work. But I, we, we I both agree that the not fact, a chocolate anyway. lab.
1: Correct. Not a chocolate lab. <laughs> okay. That's not the same.
0: No, it's not. All right. Question number 1A, 1B. That was A, this is B. Most difficult breeds.
1: Usually Rhodesian Ridgeback.
0: Okay. That's Today on Today was list. good. Yes. You worked with a Ridgeback that you enjoyed.
1: Mm-hmm. I liked her. I had to dial it all the way up. Mm-hmm. most difficult
0: lots of silence I, okay okay
1: well on my no
0: you're being you're being, next bo- you're being husky oh husky good one yeah. And why is that
1: you can spend all day training it if it wants to be trained it, it it'll listen but but unless you have a sled good luck recall does not exist it just doesn't and if you don't Run it for eight miles a day. Right. I hope your fence is like nine feet tall.
0: Yes, yes, that that is that is not an easy breed to have. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say pit bull.
1: Well, I I would add.
0: Oh, sorry. Marina Anatolian shepherd. Uh, audience, could everyone be quiet and back up a little Stop. bit? Uh, Marina wasn't done talking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead.
1: Some kind of livestock guarding breed like Anatolian shepherd. I think Great peers are awesome, but lots of my clients have trouble with Great peers. So, yeah, or Akita, something like that.
0: Yeah, is tough because they can be stubborn and they can tend towards aggression.
1: But I've met lots of nice ones too, so.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't say an Anatolian. I think you just need to be more stubborn than them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting, livestock gardening. Um, okay, so mine is, my num- first one is Pitbull. Um, because when you combine that much energy with that much drive yep. and that much power. Yep. That's not a good thing for most people to have. So that's what puts that in my most difficult breeds list. I, I
1: thought about saying pit bull, but I've met so such a wide variety of pit bulls mm-hmm. that I, I could say it under a blanket statement. And I have found that the purebred American Staffordshire Terriers are not as difficult as some of these um, mutts from rescues. The pit bull mixes.
0: Yeah, and and I guess the purist would say there's a vast difference between uh, an American pit bull terrier and a Staffordshire terrier. Yep. And when I have when I believe I've met those through some people, yes, the the Staffordshire, the Staffy, is a much nicer, calmer dog with a higher desire to please. Oh, mm-hmm. that was my other part. Pitbulls, bulls. I, I I know a lot of people are going dis- to disagree, and so maybe this is my slant from what I do for a living. I just don't meet pit bulls who have much of a desire to please. It's just a whole lot of energy that needs to go somewhere. I've had a mix. Yeah. So um, anyway, do you not, have bloodhound on there? I do not. Worked with one that wanted to destroy me. Yes. Just for walking in the house, but only one.
1: Yeah, I I haven't met enough to make that statement either.
0: Okay, so Ridgeback is my is my second, not mm-hmm. because it was it just popped into my head, not because that is the second hardest, um, but I would also put in there Weimaraner. And Vishla, I like which Vichlas. are which are not the same, but they're similar enough in my experience. Where whole lot of energy, anxiety. If you don't tell them exactly what to do and what you want from them, and drain the energy out of them. So I've m- I've met too many people. I'm like, oh, you should have just gotten an easier dog. You should have just gotten a black lab. Yeah, should have just gotten a yellow lab. <laughs> um, and then and then you'll like this one because this is super rare: a duck tolling retriever.
1: I love them. Cause I'm crazy.
0: Yes, because you have Sailor. A duck tolling retriever, for those of you who, who know Marina or have listened to the podcast enough and have heard about Sailor, a duck towing re- retriever is Sailor Quadruple. But
1: smaller and on crack. Yes. Can we say crack on this podcast? Sure.
0: Crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a duck towing retriever, that is a, that, uh, that's a difficult dog to have. I'll,
1: I like them, um, but you have to like the things I like to do. You have to like the things they like to do, right, like swimming and tolling, right,
0: but and, um, and constantly bringing stuff back, I and like them never a lot. really needing to sit down,
1: yeah, you have to like that stuff, yeah, um,
0: most people are fans of sitting
1: now, the problem is that uh Australian cattle dogs,
0: whoa, careful,
1: and Nova Scotia duck tolling retrievers are starting to take over commercials and. Hollywood. Oh yeah,
0: we are seeing more of both aren't
1: advertisement we? and stuff like that. And it's gonna convince people that this is just another kind of golden retriever. It's not.
0: No, neither one of them is.
1: It's not. It's not at all.
0: Okay. Uh that's kind of that's kind of my short list there. I'm tempted and I know Maddie will will understand. Maddie at the S P C A, awesome person, great with dogs. Uh Rottweilers. But I think that's more personal because... you have
1: difficulty reading them.
0: I have difficulty reading those guys with no tail and the darkest, blackest eyes ever. I'm like, I think you're Satan. (laughs) And I just haven't figured it out yet. I don't know. I just... But it can be one of the more difficult breeds for most people to have because they're big, they're powerful, and if you're not in control, they're happy to take control. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they do so in a not-so-friendly way. In my experience sure, I've um, had
1: different experiences with rottweilers
0: yeah and they and they respond differently to you I okay. think so I think this is this is more personal because you know I've known I've known a number of other people who same thing they're like oh yeah rottweilers I, great
1: and lots of people you know like if I took any of my friends who are vet techs and brought them in this room and right. said most difficult breed it would be a whole different list starting with German Shepherd yes, Belgian, say, Island, a lot of, Australian a, cattle dog corgi
0: yeah, I think to be fair, we kind of need to add the the Belgian Malinois to this list because that yeah, that's a that's more of a tool. You, Did
1: you want a jeep? Oh, this is a tank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: that's right. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I just wanted a car. Oh, no, no. This is this is the uh, an an Abrams A one. It destroys stuff. Yeah. No, no, we don't need one of those.
1: We added uh, special missiles on the front. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it's power. It and has a it bulletproof has, glass. And it has a nuclear power plant, so it never runs out of energy. Yeah. Never needs to stop. They are
1: it. fantastic for what they are meant for. Yes,
0: but that's what they're meant for is not being a house pet. I would have said the people. same
1: about a Rhodesian Ridgeback.
0: <sighs> I think they eventually can relax. But they, yeah. you know what? The The difference is Rhodesian Ridnecks are not anxious. That's true. The mouths tend to be anxious. That's true. So.
1: That could have been a whole podcast.
0: It could have been. but Go we're on. Not, we're not going to do it. Um, okay. Funniest dog names.
1: <laughs> what did we say? That, we said we were going to name a pug something the other day. Something like
0: food. Yeah, it's, it's always food oriented. Well, one of the funniest ones I've I've heard, not just thought of, but I've heard, is Biscuit. That cattle biscuit? dog we worked in. Yeah, I love Biscuit for for the name.
1: At the boarding facility I used to work at, there was a Bernedoodle named Captain Barnacles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like Bodie <Boaty> McBoatface. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: And a chocolate lab named Megatron. Ooh. He acted like it too. Okay. Um. God, I really wish I could remember what we decided to name a oh, pug. Co- corn. Corn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, a pug named Corn. That would that would be a good one. And, Done. And Vivian's nickname. Vivian, my thousand-year-old beagle here. Her nickname is Soup. Um. So apparently, I am attracted to food names. names for dogs um and eventually i don't know when eventually i will get a dog and name it snacks snacks because that just sounds funny to me and it will be fun to say every time
1: <laughs> snacks snacks yeah any others no i we, i'm sorry we have to end it on corn we do corn is the funniest okay. can you imagine just
0: like being <laughs> 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 the middle like night corn corn corn, corn. corn. Where is corn?
1: Yeah, You have to do the backdoor test for anything you're <laughs> right. thinking. You're, you ask your kids, what should we name the dog? And they say Megatron. Make them go yell it out the backdoor. <laughs> you guys want to yell that every day?
0: Right. Yeah. Let's go up to the dog park But and Captain yell. Barnacles was yes. great too. Uh, I did talk to a man the other day who named, no, his dog came to him named Shaisakov.
1: What does that mean?
0: Which means, uh, let's say, Poopy head in German. <laughs> yeah. Because this is not an explicit podcast.
1: Oh, well, I guess I, uh, our, the senior dog that I ended up with, we mm. called him Danny. Mm-hmm. And
0: you can say, damn it. Okay. Yeah.
1: His name was damn it. And I renamed him Danny. Yeah. Because his previous owner had a stroke. And even though he knew what he wanted to say, he couldn't get it out. So mm-hmm. he would stammer, damn it. And so that became the dog's name somehow, and I couldn't call him that. No,
0: because that was such a nice dog.
1: So his name was Danny. Yeah.
0: Which is a nice dog name. Yeah. A funny and sad story at the same time.
1: He was a nice dog. We
0: were supposed to end on corn. Corn. Yeah, okay. Corn. (laughs) Um, Favorite clients and why?
1: Uh, Emily Shaw. She doesn't mind me saying her full name. Okay. With Aries.
0: The boxer
1: the boxer um and she, she's you, fantastic. you like her and the dog i like her and the dog she's an awesome student she picked up everything i taught her right away she
0: implements it immediately yeah she, she's not like afraid the, of the anything next
1: day she started walking him at Vinton hill all the time i walk with her sometimes no she's not afraid of anything everything should be afraid of her
0: well yeah that's true but i mean she's not afraid of trying new techniques or thinking about things differently or any of that stuff
1: yeah so emily my homeboy jeremy uh yes. Uh, Jeremy's awesome.
0: I mean, Jeremy's a friend of ours too. So.
1: Well, Emily's a friend of mine, but she's a friend of mine because of how much I liked her as a client. That's okay. probably true for Jeremy.
0: All right, fair enough. With his dog Cash. With his dog Cash, Cash, who is great. just the niftiest looking dog.
1: Uh, I mean, my all time favorite ever dog that came into my life because of Good Dog Workshop was Sophie, the American Staffordshire Terrier. Mm-hmm. Um and then Andrew with Luna, oh the yeah, cattle dog. puppy cattle dog. Andrew's also our homeboy. Um,
0: Andrew, what? No, I, we we won't say his nickname on the air. Uh, one of the nicest guys. He's on, awesome. the, on the planet, and therefore he deserves one of the nicest, easiest cattle dogs on the planet. Yes. And last time you saw her, she was still awesome, right? And yes. easy.
1: Yeah, and he's updated me he since. Cool. Said that he's really happy and they're doing great. Excellent. Um, always happy with, uh, Roxy's owners, Ellen. Oh, right, Um, right. Okay. They've always been great to me. Mm -hmm. They've, um, you know, done, done great by Roxy and their new dog, Zeus, who are a match made in heaven. Oh, good. Mm Mm-hmm. So.
0: And I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to put on this list Popsicle, also known as Squirty.
1: What's his name now?
0: Uh, Winston. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Who was a client's dog? I like the client because she she you know worked with us because um, popsicle was resource guarding this Mm -hmm. little this awesome little corgi Um, and we have it on video I think it's on her YouTube channel Um, and we broke him a resource guarding pretty quick Mm -hmm. but she I want to say it's Alexandra I apologize if that's not your name but she. Couldn't she couldn't bring herself to be dominant enough to him, but she had enough self awareness to realize, sure. you know, I can't do it. And she tried for many, many weeks, several months, I think. Right. And she said, you know, I just can't do this. Would you know? Can you help me find him a new home? And I said, sure, I'll, I'll take him and find him a new home. Um, so I got to give I got to give her credit as being such a such a self aware person to say, you know what, I am not right for this dog because he's not going to thrive with with me. Right. And, Put on one home. Didn't work so well because the owners were super-duper lazy and squirty. I would say easily put on 40% of his own body which weight. Which is horrible. Which means they weren't doing anything with him outside or exercising. But his new owner's awesome. And his new owners are awesome. They're down in Central Virginia-ish relative to, relative to us. Mm-hmm. And they love him. And he's getting exercise a ton. I've seen pictures. He's losing weight. Great little dog. Fantastic people. Um, the...
1: Last one I'll add to my list is Julie with Maddox and Tiller. Oh yeah, we I both worked with
0: Julie. Yeah, she's she's terrific. She's now, awesome. Now I had put on a different list here that you enjoyed Frank and Kevin, who are not people, dogs.
1: They are dogs, <laughs> and, and yeah.
0: And what breed are they?
1: They're Frenchies, <laughs> Frank and Kevin. I did like them. Their mom is awesome. That and was she, Erica, right? Erica, yeah, and okay. She's referred other clients to us. She's awesome.
0: And you've worked with more Frenchies this year than we thought were populous on the planet yeah which is many
1: many and yeah they're becoming very popular yeah
0: and part part of that at least where we are is because we're so close to the Fauquier SPCA and in Fauquier County um, there's this case going on involving involving Frenchies um, so we've worked with a ton right. and we've gotten referrals from people who who have, who have gotten various various Frenchies um, really great dogs which is so strange because most of the Frenchies I work with beforehand are just knuckleheads.
1: I mean, they are knuckleheads, but you know you have to understand. Even though they look like that, they are still bulldogs, and they still think of themselves that way.
0: But but these guys that we're working with the past year and a half or so, they're they're. I mean, so... even
1: Frank and Kevin bullied Sasha. <laughs> like for th- three months, she wouldn't pack walk with me because one of them butt tapped her, which is hypocritical.
0: <gasps> oh yeah, because that's she right. She likes
1: to her sailor. Yeah, and bites tap his tail all the, the time. So good point. She she doesn't she doesn't like it reciprocated
0: excellent okay uh next question um what are the what are some of the most overlooked things when people chew when people are choosing a new dog or puppy
1: overlooked things yeah
0: like people you know they go and they're they're looking at a dog and they're like i think we want this one or we get this one they get home and what are some of the most overlooked characteristics or elements characteristics in a dog or 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 the relationship
1: and so, do you mean specifically the decision to get a dog, or the reason they got that their specific dog?
0: Answer it how you how you like. I okay. think either is is interesting.
1: I think that most people underestimate how difficult a puppy is because they think that a, an adult dog from a rescue will be worse. Which oh, is absolutely of, not true Because
0: of our last podcast Myth number two Yeah Myth number two If you get a, a rescue dog Then it's broken And mm-hmm. inherently has problems Right Excellent good, good point
1: But I think Puppy You're not training You are raising a baby animal
0: <laughs> A baby animal right
1: And then you'll train it later Okay Like that is a lot Okay Versus You know I got Sailor at nine months I got Sasha at five And people always compliment me On how Sasha is Five years Five years old
0: Yes okay you didn't do it sorry sorry yes five years old she's six
1: now people always compliment me on how awesome she is and i go yep that's what she's like right yeah like i put a leash on her maybe two months after i got her like started leash training her that far because she would just follow me and it wasn't necessary
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um that is just what she's like so as long as you're looking for the right adult dog you know, it's not a
0: problem. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, let me interject here. My number one most overlooked thing is the person's energy and lifestyle versus the dog or a dog. I, is I agree. They go in, they play with the dog in a dog in a paddock or, or a, um, you know, a, a puppy room or something. And they say, oh, this one's fun. It's playful. Okay. Now imagine that more than one hour a day. Mm-hmm. Now imagine it 10 hours a day. Now imagine walking in 12 degree weather because we've had a yeah. number of days like that now. Now imagine cleaning up after this dog and him pulling on leash. So let's be realistic. But first right. and foremost is dogs have more energy than we do generally. And so let's let's be realistic about how much work are you willing to put in right. to this dog? physically are you willing to walk it a mile a day okay that could be a small dog or an old or a dog.
1: very very big one
0: yeah or, or an old dog uh, are you willing to do three miles a day that's most dogs i'd say are you willing to do six or seven or eight then we're talking husky, husky. territory
1: <laughs> yes i agree and every guy below the age of 18 has wanted a husky because they think they want a wolf i
0: have i have known many many younger men when i was younger who loved a husky or or an akita
1: right like, um
0: cool but you got to keep up with it
1: but but yes how how much you're going to exercise it so for example this rhodesian ridgeback today I, I came in and they the family had lived in south africa for a time and they said oh you know our friends had rhodesians and they did this this and this and you know <laughs> they quartered lions and they lived outside in a pack to protect the property from bigger predators because africa right. and they're so intelligent and powerful and i was like okay yeah why do you have one (laughs) we live in the suburbs in virginia yeah like there are no lions yeah and
0: and anybody anybody got time for that
1: it's the same reason like i would have a ferrari it looks cool you know It, it it's cool to have it's cool to talk about if you know a lot about it but
0: i don't need it and how often do you actually use it? Uh, and for have, me, that would be never. Like that. Yeah, that would be pretty much never because you don't put dogs in a car like that. Exactly. So most people don't, I should say.
1: I, I I do think people. And then the other thing, this is an important thing to mention because people get lots of different breeds for this reason. Poodles, Border Collies, German Shepherds, etc. People think intelligent mm-hmm. means trainable. No. A poodle and a Border Collie are smarter than you. A Rhodesian (laughs) Ridgeback doesn't care if you're smarter. (laughs) Um, Black Lab, they think you are the reason the sun comes up. That's right. That's what you want, is a dog with a high desire to please. That is a trainable animal, intelligent animal.
0: Just to be clear, we're not getting paid by any Labrador Society of America or anything like that. It is is the
1: (laughs) number one dog in this country for a reason.
0: Because it's trainable. They're they're popular because they're easy. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Good. Uh, good point. Um,
1: so I think a lot of people want to be different, or yeah. or think, oh, I want a dog that's in- intelligent because that means trainable. Uh, and you know, for example, today with the Rhodesian, she said, you know, I know they're capable of doing search and rescue, and this is, and I said, are you going to do that with her right. though? Like, yeah, she's capable of a lot. She's a house pet.
0: You yeah, know? and and she she also mentioned uh, part of the reason they got this particular dog because they might want to show it. And they are okay. And, and
1: I think that you know, after our conversations too, they will figure out some agility or obedience right. trials for her to do.
0: The, re- the reason I mentioned that is because I've talked with a number of people over the years. Oh yeah, we we want a show dog. I'm like, why are you going to show it? No, we just want that type of dog. I'm like, no, that's not enough reason to to choose this one over over that one. Yeah, and and. And it's not that their their answer is we want a show dog because show dogs have a, a very stable temperament and can't have a problem with people and can't have a problem with dogs. Mm-hmm. They just, I don't know. They want the, they want the papers. We they had a the, client the with the a Samoyed. Okay. And
1: it was kind of the same thing. They wanted him because he was beautiful. They'd had females that were very mild tempered. And, um. He, he had papers and was pretty and they would hand him off to some handler who would show him and then they could say that right. they had a champion dog, right? Well, his behavior was atrocious. Um, so that didn't end up working out very well.
0: Yeah, to me, that's get a get a painting. You know, fork out the money for a, a, a Rembrandt so you can brag to people, we have one of these. But it's not going to destroy your house. It's not going to, you know. This
1: be- one cornered his, uh, the wife. <laughs> So, like, that is a very expensive trophy.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's not something you want. So, the the other part of this is the uh, the topic is most overlooked things when choosing a dog or a puppy. The energy level, mm-hmm. make sure you active dog, active person, but also the energy that you kind of. Right. And this is a podcast we're going to do next because I'm, I'm fostering a dog in hopes of finding my next pack member. That you bond with this dog. Right. And... You know devin's told me a couple of the people have told me at the at the spca that i'm looking for something super specific and i and i know that um so i want that i want that instant connection i want right. for this for this dog and i you know we look at each other dog follows me instantly the dog chooses to be around around me we just dig each other from the from the get-go and it's just seamless right it's hard to find but at least if you crouch down and you call a dog over and the dog never comes to you in the 20 minutes mm-hmm. that you're there at the, at the shelter looking for a dog, maybe that's not the right dog for you because it doesn't it's not attracted to your energy at all. Well, I think that
1: we should mention this in the next podcast anyway because a lot of people think that a very friendly dog that's jumping all over them chose them. So Correct. you should elaborate on that in our next podcast.
0: Okay. Yep. Good point. Um, next. You ready for this one? You can say yes or no. Sure. Okay. Tell me about the startled lady at the dog park.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought we talked about her.
0: Um, I'm not sure if we talked about her and, that, lady. and you will remember this lady. Better this was than probably
1: I a year and a half ago.
0: It was a while ago.
1: <laughs> okay. So we were at the dog park. I don't even remember what we were doing, probably an appointment, but there was this dog, Romeo, who used to go a lot and he was like a giant labrado- labradoodle and he would just hump dogs all <laughs> the time. And his owner generally did not have control over him. So whenever he was there, I knew I was going to be correcting him and his owner didn't typically have a problem with that. Um, and I turned around and he was humping Ariel.
0: <laughs> My chocolate lab.
1: Yeah. And I barked at him and I had to touch correct him because he didn't care about a correction and yeah. get him off of her because that's not appropriate behavior.
0: And she, yeah, she's not a fan of it. That does, that does she, not get she her excited. She looked very enough. uncomfortable. Yes.
1: He's a lot bigger than her. Um, so I needed to handle that. And the woman just looked at me like I smacked that dog and I did not. Um, and she had this horrible look on her face and she said, don't you think that that would startle them? <laughs> and I'm so glad you were there. I was in some kind of salty mood. Yeah. And I went, that's kind of the point. <laughs> 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 and you immediately took over the conversation, which was a good idea. Yeah,
0: I, I softened it a bit. I said, Well, yes, that's the idea it's to startle the dog out of the behavior that they're doing and then redirect them to something else. And
1: she said, Well, you don't know that dog's history or that oh dog's God. past, and it could trigger something in them. And oh, she, that's was, like, right. she was like clutching her daughter. Yeah, that's to right. Her. She was
0: all about triggering and worry and concern. And.
1: and- You know, it could trigger something in them and, you know, you you just don't know what you're doing to that animal. And I I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing, lady. (laughs) So that's why I'm extremely glad you were there to give your whole spiel about, we're just trying to keep everybody safe in the dog park. You know, it's not as bad as if the dog being humped had turned and snapped and then we have a dog fight. And she wasn't buying it, but she was ridiculous. And I was like, it still puts me in a mood. I'm like... (laughs) I'm sorry, we're just going to ignore the fact that this dog is trampling mine? Like, for all you know, Ariel's my dog. Right. Absolutely and, and,
0: not. And to, to just to be clear with our audience, um, we, all, we will correct any dogs in a dog park who are doing behavior that is either disruptive or is likely to start a problem. And that dude, I call him the, hey, what dude? Oh, yeah. Remember that dude? Yeah, he his, had two
1: Rhodesian Ridgebacks.
0: Right, and his dog kept... Uh, kind of bracing any dog that came. He near was claiming
1: him. the female. He admitted that to me later. Ah, that, okay. That uh, the male started to claim
0: the female. And so when some some dog that we didn't know went up to to, to the female, this dog kind of jumped and started humping him, and you barked at that. Uh, at he that wasn't dog.
1: humping, so that I remember because a great dane and him were playing oh, chase, right. and great I think dane. he was herding the great dane away from the female ri- okay. back. Um, And the Great Dane tripped over a much smaller dog. And there was kind of a kerfuffle. Yeah. And the Ridge, thank you. Uh, The Ridgeback would, he was going in to take advantage of the Great Dane's uh, position. So sometimes when dogs yelp or, you you know, are on their side, a more dominant dog will take advantage of the submissive position or, or the weak position and jump them. And I just stepped in front of, the Ridgeback and gave it eye contact and went, Hey, um, until the great Dane could regain itself, get up, walk away. The dog that got tripped over was calm again. Right. And then I stepped away and they, they were playing again, but it, it was just instinctive for me because I used to work at a boarding facility where I'd manage groups of, uh, you know, 15 dogs at a time. Yeah. And I just thought I'm their advocate so that they don't have to be the way they advocate for each other is with their teeth. So if I can do it, then you know my dogs get a quick correction and then they uh, run off and continue to play and everything is dandy. But this guy was like, "What do you mean? Hey, they're just playing." And yeah, I, he, I brushed him off like it's cool, man.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say he didn't—he didn't say it with much emotion or much anger, but there was definitely a little bit of an edge. He was tra- of, challenging me. Yeah, yes, I would say more challenge than anything else, but he was definitely asking asking a question like hey what that that's how that's how it sounded to me and i thought i bet i bet we're gonna have a conversation with this guy at some he
1: came up to me later when he realized i was um a dog trainer there and he said uh he said that um hey i just i realized that you're here and you're training i wanted to know um what you saw because I really didn't see anything wrong. And I explained it to him and he actually did say that, you know, ever since they got the female, his male has been odd. Right. And that he used to come to the dog park and just be kind of jovial, but now he's claiming the female, but he never called. So,
0: Oh no, that's fine. But, but we got to have a conversation yeah. with him and explain it and, and we learn more about him and why it's doing it. So hopefully he's aware of that situation. Uh, so it is five 14. It is 10 minutes to when we feed Vivian. Where and is And Vivian, she just got up, walked out of the room, turned around, and looked at me like, uh, food. <laughs> and then just wandered off as if I follow when she says food.
1: She makes some good points.
0: She does make some excellent points, but she starts this earlier and earlier, and daylight saving does not help. Yeah. But that just cracks me up. She looked at me like, uh, food. Human, you guys, get up. Yeah, you guys done doing human stuff and talking? Because so we got- Food downstairs. (laughs) I need more food. Um, Okay, startle lady at the dog. Oh, she cracked me up. Um, Poor, Poor lady. Emotional support dogs.
1: Okay, done. So I have a lot of clients that have emotional support dogs. Many of them are young teenagers or college students. Mm -hmm. And I cannot think of a worse owner for a dog. (laughs) Emotional, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and anxious to put teenager, too fine a point on it. An anxious teenager or college student. Okay. They do not know how to take care of themselves yet. That was true for me in college. I yeah, would have been fair. a horrible pack leader. Okay, I did not know what was going on. I was making it up. Um, but anyway, the idea is that the dog is supposed to help you feel calmer. Well, we don't like buy them from someone who has temperament tested them. Or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So every time I get somebody who tells me they want their dog to be an ESA, the first thing I tell them is they should put their dog through Canine Good Citizen courses. Mm. And, you know, I offer to help them with that. But essentially, it, you know, Canine Good Citizen is meant to help you to train your dog to be mannerly in public and mannerly in your home.
0: Good way to put it. Kerfuffle if, and it, it <laughs> mannerly. Mannerly. We need to use those words.
1: Okay. If your dog is allowed in spaces where other dogs are not, it should at least have basic manners. Like, sure. Like it can pass a canine good citizen test. And you Sailor sh- can pass a canine good citizen and test. Y- and
0: you should have better than average control over this dog. Exactly. And this dog should also have better than average self-control.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a great way to, to look at it. That is
1: not that complicated okay. to do. The reason this works, I think, is because one if you can gain that control of your dog you are its pack leader and that's what it needs you to be Mm -hmm. Uh, sailor is not an esa i was young when uh, you would say i still am i was young when he came into my life younger sure i was more youthful (laughs) yeah when he came into my life uh and as you know through my first mentor and then meeting you I gained a lot of confidence, but I gained a lot of confidence because a dog like Sailor requires that in mm-hmm. order to be mannerly. And like I said, he, I had not taken it, but he could pass a canine good citizen. Uh, we've kind of run through it before because I've been coaching other clients on it. Um, and so what I've told all of my clients is he's not my ESA, but he's as close as it gets. And it's not because he makes me feel calmer. It's because I have to be the better, more confident, mm-hmm. calm, assertive version of myself to be his owner. Right. Something inspired me mm-hmm. because he needs me. He doesn't have anyone else. He needs me to be the best version of myself. And that became the version that exists most of the time. Like now I pass that on to other people. I coach right. other people to be this, you know, calm, assertive energy. I walk down the street with sailor with a lot more confidence and you end up liking that version of yourself. Mm hmm. So you adopt that mentality more so that's how a dog can help you with your anxiety. Cool. Not by being your stuffed animal and absorbing all of your negative energy, right. but by being a source of positivity and an inspiration for positivity.
0: Yeah, that's a that's an outstanding way to put it. I actually of course, I was focusing more on on the on the negative parts of why yeah. Why would you get an emotional support animal, okay? Is it because there's something going on or you want some attention, okay? Is it, have you, you know, have you gone to, to see a therapist? Have you mm-hmm. talked to someone about this? You know, is, the, is it is an it emotional support animal? Is an animal going to make you feel better? My answer, because I actually had a really interesting conversation with some new clients mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago, is any dog that i hang out with makes me feel better right cuz i like i like being around dogs i like their energy so to say that you know sasha or sailor ariel vivian whoever is an emotional support dog for me it's not it's not entirely off because i feel better having them around yeah but does it mean that i have to get an animal and use it as my emotional dumping grounds yeah. No, I absolutely, absolutely don't want, don't want that. Cause like you said, as I want to, I want the dog to inspire me to be better mm-hmm. either for myself or for, for my dog, hopefully both. So that I'm not just using the dog as a permanent crutch. Right. I'm using the dog as a temporary aid sure. to be able to, you know, take the training wheels off and eventually be able to be on my own. And then I take the dog with me on on my journey so you know and and this this day and age this is such a such an uh, such a popular topic yeah um i just i don't know i I, mean i don't i don't i don't see the point in in an an emotional support animal because for the most part because i think people are not looking into why they're doing it they just they just start with that rather than okay let's see if let's see what other routes could help me more Rather than bringing an animal who most likely has not been trained for this and does not have the temperament, the right. natural temperament to to do it, Adam, and to make it do this thing. You don't, you know, you don't get a Mazda Miata right. and then start hauling all sorts of stuff around because you're making many trips to move to your new house. No, you get, you get a truck to do that. Right. So, you know, get. Get an animal or, or use, use a tool that makes sense for, for what you want out of it.
1: I have a client um, with a dog named Toby, and his um, psychologist recommended an ESA. Oh, okay. Um, which is great.
0: I mean, that's that's what I would like to hear from people who say it.
1: Well, the problem is the psychologist can't go further into like, let me recommend you go get this ESA from here. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a group that trains labs or or whatever, or Goldens or whatever. So they just go to the shelter and get a random chihuahua mix. Yeah. And I cannot think of a more anxious dog to dump anxiety (laughs) on. And I've explained this to them many times, but essentially, you just take gas, meet fire, mm. right? So it it's actually made it a lot harder for the boy because he's absorbing his dog's anxiety. And like, they're just sharing.
0: Yeah, it. just reflecting it back and forth.
1: And that that's not how that is supposed to go. So I don't know how ESA came about, but I really think that, you know, we should sharpen that up a bit and hold... ESAs to higher expectation of behavior, like they have to pass canine good citizen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at the same time, my first ever Rottweiler client, uh, Moose. Oh, okay. He, His owner got him as kind of emotional support. He was a very odd puppy. He mm-hmm. did not have the correct upbringing with his mother. Vet said he was going to grow up and be an aggressive Rottweiler, et cetera, et cetera. And I went to her and I asked her, why'd you get this dog? And, you know, she said, you know, protection and ESA. I said, okay, is having a 100-pound Rottweiler not enough protection? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's a good point. I was like, no one's going to bother you with a 100-pound Rottweiler.
0: Especially if it barks.
1: Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter if he's protection trained or brave or whatever. He's a 100-pound
0: Rottweiler. Yeah, some bad guy is going to look at that at this houses on the street and say, okay, do I want to break into that house with no dogs or this house with a 100-pound Rottweiler? And at this point,
1: he was 15 pounds, but still. He's, yeah. you know, he's very big now.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point, and 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 same same goes for people who get a dog for protection. Right. If you want a protection trained dog, that's a very specific route, and something that there's a whole lot of parameters and a whole lot of rules and and procedures that you should go by in order to have a protection trained dog. If you need protection, that's fine. Right. But don't just get a German Shepherd and think that. You can train it to protect you. I
1: promise you, Sasha can't protect it and anything. And
0: you can right, and you can walk that very thin thin line between my dog only bites bad people. Yes. No chances are a, a dog is going to bite good people and or bad people. Any or, people? Yeah. Any any people or or no one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but, so so be be careful with that one there.
1: But I did give her kind of my spiel about Sailor, and you know he's not my ESA, but I would say I got that emotional support from him from X Y Z, and that's exactly what she did. She raised Moose, this dog that was supposed to be destined to grow up to be aggressive. Yeah. He's fantastic. He sits still for his um, vetting. He sits still for his vaccines. He is social with people and dogs. Like He grew up awesome. Cool. And I, I saw the moment the realization hit her. as I was explaining and she said, so he needs me. I said, of course he does. He's 12 weeks old. Yeah. And it just, her relationship in her own mind with this dog switched. And he's fantastic. Awesome. He's, he's like poster child for Rottweiler. Cool.
0: I need to meet him then. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Okay, next topic. Uh, we're getting close to wrapping up here. Um, what do you look for in a dog? Hmm. Hey, yeah, you're taking way too long.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, wrapping, okay, this, this, this dead air. I don't know. I'm going to get stable? so
0: many complaints about this. People <laughs> complain about you being quiet all the No. No I, one I, ever I, complains I about Marina being I haven't quiet.
1: tried to articulate it yet.
0: Okay, for me, it's desire to please. Sure, desire to please. That, yeah, dog needs to look inward. We call it looking inward, looking Mm -hmm. inward to the pack to say, is it okay if I do this or what would you like to do rather than a dog who's just looking out for something out, exterior stimulus, what's out there that I can go and do?
1: But unlike you, I took a breed that's not supposed to have that and made it need me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I don't know what it was.
0: Uh,
1: Like, when you tell the story about red you say it's cheesy but it's like love at first sight and that's what it was like with sailor right like i just get a feeling that that connection i'm like i can make this dog this
0: so is would it be fair to say this involves further investigation sure research (laughs) but but seriously outwardly what do you look for like when you when you go to look for your next dog, what are you okay this is on my checklist here mm-hmm. what are the what are the things at the top besides the desire to please
1: desire to please uh, I like retrievers I okay. like something that goes out and comes back goes out and comes back
0: do herding breeds also go out and come back? yes okay so I, I
1: like herding breeds too. I grew up with more retrievers than herders, but obviously I have one of each okay um, and I use them for different reasons mm-hmm. um, I like more active dogs than you do Mm -hmm. because i wanted sailor was my jeep
0: that i wanted right
1: my subaru outback Uh i wanted something that could hang with me at work but then on the weekends we're hiking climbing swimming you know all that nonsense and when i first got him and he was my only dog he came to all of my friends houses Mm -hmm. he came to every party Mm -hmm. he so social um good point I remember going to a party and there was a slip and slide, and they put the hose on it, and he was the first one down it. <laughs> so I, I like an active social dog, because that's what I'm like.
0: Okay, but you, but you don't need an easy dog. Nope. Because he is not. Nope, that's not fun. Okay, but most, but we do recommend that most people get an easy dog.
1: I am not most people.
0: Just I just want to be clear here. We we do our we are typically recommending to people get an easy dog. Yeah, because at, at most least people
1: first. don't have the the luxury of being able to bring their dog everywhere with them.
0: Yeah, or, or be around their dogs twenty four seven like we do.
1: Not everybody has the same hobbies I do, you know. Okay.
0: Yeah, fair. I just just wanted to be to be clear on that. Mm-hmm. Um anything else on that list? I, you, know, I just you, like a
1: dog that wants to do a job.
0: But you're not looking for a specific size when you go look for a dog. You're no. not looking for a specific gender.
1: Nope. I, I mean, I will always have a male. I've, um, my whole childhood the dogs were male.
0: Oh, that's right. Um. Okay. And
1: I like the connection I get uh-huh. from my male dog. But I've uh, historically, Sid Sailor owned more females. Yeah. So when I don't have a male, I will need one, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I will also own females.
0: Okay. Um, I would, I would have to say, especially after um, all the cattle dogs that I have owned and fostered, um, I will always want, don't know if I always have, because I will get a shepherd at some point again, I will always want a dog with a sense of humor yeah. the way cattle dogs do. And to me, that includes, includes a pug. They not as purposeful with their sense of humor. Mm-hmm. They're more. They just are funny. Mm-hmm. Not. Not. They mean. They mean to be funny, or a bull terrier. Oh. not the smartest breed out there, but they sure are funny. Yeah, and they got that grin on their face, or a corgi. Yeah. So I. I want. I want at least one dog in my house to have some kind of a sense of humor and a joy, being mischievous to a certain degree. Yeah, sure. I. I, I like that. That. A dog that can that can make me laugh on a regular basis that's that's really very valuable to me uh okay last last question who is funnier you or me you that is correct (laughs) (laughs) but i'm more likable oh my god (laughs) yeah unless you're jeremy Oh, yeah that's right um no good good point <laughs> i i definitely the government will stipulate anyway thanks everyone for joining us we appreciate it okay this,
1: <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe also tell us what you think because we've never done anything like this before Uh, And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to listen and subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to check out our videos on YouTube and my Instagram, Marina, for Good Dog Workshop. This has been Brian and Marina. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, everyone. Take care.